Hello and welcome to another exciting podcast from the Potless Podcast. <laughs> Not from anyone else. I know, I've just realised there's been no game on since we're a bit boring, hasn't it? England's lost, first lost qualifying 10 years or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, against Czech Republic. I mean, I can remember when Czechs used to have a squad where you, you used to know, know all the players. People sad. Well, I remember what I, I watched the game. I was like, who's he? Who's <laughs> that? I've never heard of this team. <laughs> Big time transitional period. No idea of a single player. I was thinking, is this Czech Republic? Have they got this bad? <laughs> but we still lost to them, so they can't be that bad, surely. No. Uh, yeah, two one defeats. Harry Kane scored another penalty. That's all he's ever going to be remembered for. Yeah, penalties expert, isn't he? I mean, I think he's still ashamed of winning golden boots in the last World Cup, really. Went from four penalties, four penalties in a tap in. The thing is, though, just lately, I just think we're being found out a bit. I think it's time for Southgate go, though, isn't he? Do you? No, I'm taking the piss. (laughs) It's not. Jobless, I mean, mean, the thing is, in that World Cup, people said, didn't they, that we we haven't met anybody yet and, and blah, blah, blah. And then we've started playing one or two. We played Holland and got found out a bit, don't we? Meg? Yeah. To, to be fair, though, it, it was the excitement of that tournament. Though it was a great tournament. Be it, it was. It was a great time. Going in the pubs and that, and everyone was partying, throwing beer everywhere. Got to the semi, so it wasn't a quick exit like normal. I Normally, we're in and out. Well, I think England are in a transitional period. I think the fans have got to look at that and think. Well, at the end of the day, a lot of those senior players have now retired. Well, I love a lot. So it is now about these younger lads coming through. It is, but I still, I, I can't see a good defender coming out of out of England at the moment. Well, we're all over the place at the back. I mean, Michael Keane has not impressed me at all no. at Everton. John Stones can't get in the City squad, and he's injured, isn't he? Well, might as well be because that's how pointless he is, really. Isn't he? he keeps giving the ball away and giving away daft goals. And well, I've been talking about us going back to three at the back. You have to do something because I guess a lot of the senior players in that England side. And not world beaters anyway. No, it's the, really? it's the youngsters we've got to look for, like the Hudson Adoyes and the yeah. Mason Mounts. And it's ten years for me before England get back on their feet. I really do I, think that. I, I, I think after a good tournament, confidence will be high. But you know, losing to Czech Republic when you I couldn't name a player. Well, we should have qualified as well. Having qualified. No, if we'd have won one oh, qualified. qualified yeah. That's what I mean. There's no test there, really, is there? I mean. But saying that we lost to the Czechs, it's one of them, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah they'll bounce back, and no worry about that. So, speaking of football, there's been no match on this week. We'll go into the women's team. Well, they've won again. Local rivals, Birmingham. They're on fire, the women are at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, They're literally, Chloe Jones's army is well and truly beating everybody down, aren't they, really? Well, was it Ali, Ali Hall scored and Holly Gibson? So, I'm sure Ali Hall scored in the last game as well. So, yeah, they they flying high, aren't they, the ladies? Yeah, before we give them a good mention at the beginning, because they deserve it, really. They're absolutely on fire. Um, yeah, they're on fire, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing well. So, um, when way they keep it up? Who have we got next? Have we found out who we've got next? Off their website. <laughs> I know it's not the best. <laughs> but, uh, just hope for the best until I see something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Stoke website, and it? it's probably. Just, yeah, I think on the Stoke website we haven't played uh, Swansea yet, have we? 
Well, Stoke, Stoke did as proud again with the Mark Owen Award the other day. Who was the Mark Owen Award for? Uh, whoever puts <laughs> Shakiri's bird down. Oh no, yeah, it's like a big deal. I, <laughs> it's I, a great play. I put mean? I put Y on. <laughs> Why have you put this up? Nearly as bad as when they put the Happy Birthday up for Chris Commons yeah. that caused absolute anarchy. I was like, what the hell are you getting happy? Wishing him an Happy Birthday for? I think it was shut down at your house. No, I was, I was fuming. I was. How dare they give him the Happy Birthday thing? <laughs> I think they did Shakiri and then I, I can buy. He deserves one. He was he was good in his day. One he I can buy. He's also a fame on the pod as well. And he I can buy. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, yes. Or did we do? Oh yeah, we I did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I can buy a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fame. We're gonna start losing track of these names. I, 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 I think, think we have. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So uh, the women are doing well. Uh, if you can get down watching when they're at home, it's free. Free admission into it still. It's um, a few season tickets holder, I think. Oh, it, it, what's it? No, um, or do you have to pay there? I'm, I'm not sure. I, to be honest, I doubt it. I doubt you have to pay. It, it, it won't be much, it won't be much. It'll be 10 15 quid anyway. It won't be a lot. Well, that's some sad down. news this week as well. What's the sad news then? Um, Philip Wolshard has retired. Oh, what a player he was. <laughs> he's a fave. He's, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not. Uh, 28 as well. I, to be honest, I, I wasn't surprised really. Um, apparently, he was really good when he was young, and then he had that injury, didn't he? And he never sort of recovered from it properly, and ended up at Stoke. We got him. I mean, I, I can remember because we loaned him in, didn't we, in the January or something like yeah. that, with an, a, an agreement that if he played so many games, we'd, then, sign. we'd sign him permanently. And apparently, Stoke didn't want tried to deactivate that. It did sort of cause a bit of a media storm earlier on in the week because someone wrote on that he was the worst defender to ever put a Stoke shirt on. He's definitely not that. Some guy some guy went absolutely berserk on Facebook <laughs> saying, did you not see Kevin Venner and this that the other Yeah, there's, there's better candidates for worst ever oh, defender. Yeah, yeah. Can't think of on top of my head. But <laughs> there was one or two he'd mentioned from the 80s that obviously would be a bit there's, there's, there'll be a few that are worse yeah. than him. He wasn't the best, but he wasn't the worst either. He, 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 he wasn't very good. I mean, he, he reminded, like Aid said, he reminds you of a, what's it called, a 70s dancer. And he used to <laughs> dance and prance about him. Northern, he was like a Northern Soul dancer, the way he defended. And, he, and you can tell it all. <laughs> you see, um, like a bit of the OD. I love how you've, how you've left that very tame, that, that comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he said. He said he's like a Northern Soul dancer. Yeah. And he, to be fair, did. He had a very camp way in his wrist when he jumped. A netball jump to he's him. Like, oh, <laughs> and he used to do a thing. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? 28 calling it a day. But he couldn't. Could he not get in any side though for a while? Well, he left Stoke for free. I mean, we paid him up, didn't we? So he could go to Metz, I think it was, in France. He yeah. was a struggling side at the time. And uh, he only did about five months and then basically mutually agreed to terminate his contract and not playing a game. <laughs> so, you know, I think his career literally nosedived, really. I mean, the reason behind it, he said, is that he, he just lost love of the game, really. Well, if you're not playing, then you will, won't you? Well, I don't think it was. Not, I don't think it was just the fact that he, he wasn't playing. I think a lot of it was that he was away from home all the time. He didn't see his friends or his family because 
he was never really home and he, he sort of felt lonely all the time and yeah. you can kind of understand a way I think football footballers sometimes is they think that the game is a, it's played it's just played and everything's rosy and they get paid loads of money but they don't think of the fact that freedoms and that don't you when you move different well, countries well this is what stuff. I said to you about um, trying to keep youth players close to where they're actually living so when you're sending them out on loan instead of shipping them out miles away try and find a club even in the lower leagues that's quite local like a Warsaw like do you know what I mean somebody who you can go well you can still drive home at night you still get your family um, which sometimes you see these these moves and you're like okay so you've sent him to the furthest part of Scotland <laughs> and he's only 17 and you're just thinking he's away from his mum and dad at the end of the day it's the first time I, I think everybody at some point when they first moved out of home at first you go yeah it's going to be great I could, you still you still miss parts of what your mum and dad do for you well of course well I mean as soon as you moved out it, it's like I mean it was alright for me because I moved in with a mate for a while really yeah so it's sort of me and him I mean he did me head in because he was very boring didn't want to go <laughs> out and all that stuff so it was kind of a frustrating time as well but I can understand yeah if, I mean if you get into a different country and you're missing your friends and you're missing your family and yeah. you know you're kind of trapped in a world of in a bubble aren't you where you well this is the thing with these uh, I mean you've got to, you've sort of got to feel sometimes for these South American players because at the end of the day you're coming from Spain or Germany you are only a couple of hours away from home yeah. if you're South America it's not a couple of hours do you know what I mean well, that's, that's caused Tevez Tevez his biggest problem wasn't he which is why he was desperate to get away from Man City wasn't he because he, yeah. was, he was just too far away from home I sort of do understand that I mean Germany I mean I wouldn't I mean we've been Germany it wasn't that long a flight was it really no it wasn't no, no. So, I'll say that when you have to eat every week yeah. it becomes a bit of a problem doesn't it right so another thing we've heard this week is uh, can't play her off the side of oh side of if that gets Tommy Lee Jones I'm happy with the fugitive you have sort him out he's probably getting tips off Alison Ford into he to stay on the run 75 grandios for that drink driving fine I mean the thing is we both said this when he first got done for it what you could afford to pay somebody drive your arms couldn't you at the end of the day well yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean and, and you just think and now, you, now you've done a run and we're not playing the fine well, he's, a, he's an idiot. <laughs> Let's be honest, he's an absolute idiot. He knew yeah. the fine was going to come. But the problem is, he's probably on about, he's only on, on about eight grand a week there. <laughs> he's gone from being on... He's probably we give him 30 quid a month. Well, he, he would have got a big payout from Stoke, to be fair, unless unless there was, unless we did sack him. I think, I think he's just an idiot. He needs, he's one of them people that, for me, he's just not learning from his mistakes. His mistakes. He's, yeah. He just continuously has this chip on his shoulder that he couldn't move to Tottenham all them years ago. And he's blaming everybody, but he had a second chance at Stoke, yeah. threw, it, threw it down the toilet, and now he's in the arse end of Belgium, playing play the bottom tier of, well, not the bottom tier, the bottom end of the Pro League. The, the, the thing is though, personally, my opinion is, if he had, had gone Tottenham and you flopped, no one would have seen it either out of it. The thing is at Stoke, he was given a couple of years to sort himself out he wouldn't have got a couple of years at Tottenham if he hadn't done it in the first year he'd have been gone well Glenn, Glenn told us what he was like at Stoke though didn't he late every day and yeah. was willing to take the fines and just got a 
proper attitude problem I yeah he's the sort of player that maybe he needed to have been playing in the 90s for somebody to give him a right royal dressing down well I think yeah, I think if he'd gone by that point Wilkes was near enough out the door yeah I think he was gone now he's out the door yeah, it's uh, there's nobody there really giving him a good idea was there? but he wouldn't have listened anyway well not he just seems one of these people that's part of the snowflake brigade doesn't he I'll do what I want, well, when I want, yeah, no one will tell me what to do. It. He's like, oh God, he can't do that, I will go. Well, God. Yeah, he'll <laughs> just survive the cluffy. Cluffy would have slapped him across the face, wouldn't he? <laughs> like he did that, what's he called him? That picture made him just like a clown. Yeah. Just round the pitch, got him off, threw him off, and that booted him in the face, and that slapped him across the face, and get out. Yeah. I wish I'd seen more of Cluffy, because I only saw yeah, him saying, well, he, he, he retired when we were. Well, you would have been six, I would have been five when he retired. I mean, I've watched some of his interviews online and some of them are, are complete gold. Oh, he's he was brilliant. Yeah, it's, For it's, me, he was the best manager going out I believe, Brian Club. I was watching one the other day and he, he was, they were talking about uh, Alex Ferguson and he said, he's done all right. It's about 95, he's done all right, he? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I think Cluffy was a better manager. Well, he, do, he does I say on it that um, Forrest played Man United in the Cup and United won 1-0 and it had said in the press that if he'd have lost that game he'd have got the sack yeah. and he won the game and as he, he say, never won the FA history. Cup did he? he never won the FA Cup club no he won the Champions League didn't he yeah Forest. he won the European Cup two years yeah. Martin O'Neill and all them lot Robertson he was a good player he was right another thing this week is left back um, which is out on loan in Portugal Josh Tymon is uh, flying high. <laughs> I know, I know, this team have never heard of. I don't even think we're top flight. And now top of the... They've won six. They've played seven games and won six in the top of the division. I'll tell you what, we've, we should have kept hold of him. That's all I can <laughs> Well, he has said this week that... Um, it, that's what they call Fala Macau. Uh, that he wants he wants kickstart his Potter's career when he comes back. Well, there's no harm in that, really. If he, if he learns... He, well, I mean, it's one of them people people that could do with a loan spell to kick start him and get get You're games 20, in. Isn't he? He's only a young lad. There's plenty yeah. of time for Josh Tim and turn it round really. I mean if he does well there and say, I don't know, they become the Leicester of Portugal or win the title. I mean, yeah, that that would give him a massive confidence. Yeah, he come back to Stoke with you know, great confidence we could play on our left side, especially with our team. I don't think anybody's confident in it. I think even I think even Sandra Sandra making the tease a bit a bit a bit nervous <laughs> about you with that team man. <laughs> Big tease just a bit nervous, she makes it too milky. Well <laughs> <laughs> else Sandra, what's this? Oh charming best <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, at the end of the day, fair play to him. I mean, if he has a good season then Maybe he can get back in. The thing is, that's what you want to hear from people who are not on the team. The problem is, over the last couple of years, we've heard players say, I know my career's over here and nobody's oh, nobody's bothered about me. He's come out and gone, actually, no. I want to prove that I can play in, in a Stoke strip and, and go again. So it, it's nice to hear that, somebody with somebody, a little bit about him. Because the last couple have just been a nightmare, aren't they? Bauer and everybody. Well, yeah, we've had, so, we've had quite a few wasted times, really. I, I do hate when they go out on loan, they, they get that experience and then come back and you never know, could break in the team, we, we need it anyway, we, I mean, we're not all exactly flush of left-backs, are we? We've got a retired and a, and a winger playing there. Well, all so. we've ever done is this, this year is moan about not having a left-back and 
one of them's out on loan flying. The thing is, they've got Porto away now. If they beat Porto away... Oh, yeah, they're going for it. You've got to fancy them, haven't you? Yeah. Hopefully the basketball flops off. It's probably not a bad bet, that 66 to 1, either. <laughs> better get on it. Get back on gear on it. Get Ray in. What do you reckon, Ray? Gear on it. <laughs> Definitely worth the 50p at that. Definitely worth a go. Yeah. Right, so, is that it? Well, there's one thing, I know it's not stove related, but let's face it, we all ate them. Um, And I just wanted to reiterate what Sam Allardyce has said this week that could Manchester United be relegated? I think there's a good chance of it. I really do. It's got to be a party if that happens. Oh, yeah, I think the world, Britain will just be having a great party. Do you remember we won the World Cup in 1966? Do you remember when you were, when United went down in 2019? Oh, it was a massive I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I can remember the win, though. Yeah. I think they. I think they're right in there. I mean, they're obviously going to lose next weekend to Liverpool. Is that four points off the bottom three? I think it's less than that. I think it's yeah. two points. The, the, the miles behind everyone else. They, I, I, they do go down. It I hate them. I hate them. I really do. I just, I just love to go with my smug face to them glory hunters who go, who, who well, say go, yeah. say, oh, I'm a, bit, I'm a massive United fan. Have you ever been? Why is Old Trafford real? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not on telly. <laughs> it's a real place. It's not a mirage. <laughs> I remember saying that to a bloke. He, go, he, he kept having a go at me because it went down. I went, I went, mate, you do know Old Trafford isn't just on TV. It's a real place. The look of gasp on his face <laughs> of, oh my God, you're joking on me. It's like, no, honestly, I've been. <laughs> smells a bit like that. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, yeah, I hope they do go down. They've wasted a lot of money on the United. Yeah, well, we can talk though, can't we? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, the Sanchez deal was bad enough. Yeah. Like half a million quid. Yeah, he's ripping his foot now. Into a joint second, aren't they? Oh, no, they lost the Juventus last week, didn't they? Yeah, so that's losing against one of the big boys, isn't it? But they're doing well, into it? We've got yeah, Conti there as well, haven't we? Like I say, I mean, the thing is, I think too many people have banged on about Fergie at, at, at United. They should have. I mean, the thing is, their win record was better under Moyes yeah, yeah. than it is at the moment. Well, I mean, when you go back to, I mean, we talk too much about United now, but I mean, I think they, I just hope they go down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all. Yeah. They won't, obviously they won't, but you know, I, I, I really hope they do. I really do. Stoke, st- Stoke stay up and United go down at the back. <laughs> United, United, United be a lovely championship. It'd be great for us. It'd be like party time. Yeah. We've got no time to celebrate anyway. <laughs> so right, we'll move into a good question that came up by Adamski, his name is Adamski something, 1966 or something. Is it Adamski? Yeah, I think it's Adamski, I think it is. What, just, one word? Yeah, it's, it's Twitter talking. But he, he's put a good question in. So, right, we've now at this point, I think it's quarter of the way through, isn't it? Yeah. Or a bit over. What are our opinions of Stoke to this point? I think the wins changed everybody's thoughts, haven't they? I think, like I said last week about... Um, having this international break everyone was gunning for blood after the Huddersfield game we won a game and now there's been a break everyone stopped talking about Stoke stopped talking about Nathan Jones I've seen one or two posts saying I hope he doesn't change things it's a big game on Saturday it, there's no two ways about it especially oh, against Fulham Fulham as well it was Sky yeah. Island, aren't we? and, and, the, and the worst thing is if you'd have been facing Fulham any other time and we'd have been mid-table and you'd have lost the game, you could have gone, well, 
they all gave it they probably one team who were gonna go up. But we need the win regardless of whether it's Fulham or not. Because I honestly think that if we lose again, regardless of the Swansea results, everyone will turn again. Oh yeah, but that's that's fan base nowadays anyway, isn't he? But yeah. I think what he means by asking that the whole season so far as a whole. Oh, that's what it's been dreadful, that's it at the end of the day. It's not you can't really so, so I mean two ways about it. So we'll get go into the transfers, go into the squad as we've got now, the manager and the way the club is run as a whole. We've just got to go through it. Well, I mean, we've said about Davies before, aren't we, that Davies we thought would be number one because Butler was going. Mm. For the first four or five games, I think you mentioned before that Butler doesn't look interested in playing. Whereas over the last couple of games, when he has played, he has looked a little bit better. Until he made a mistake against... Uh, Bristol wanted. The trouble is there is Federici about a goalkeeper. No. To me, if he, if he was going to swap it, he should have put Davies in. Why have we bought a goalkeeper of Davies's qualities and then we're playing a let's face it, and has been the last at uh, the back end of his career goalkeeper who's a bit of a, well he was at Reading for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was back up at Reading for a while, then replaced the uh, Adam in one team. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You've got a young goalkeeper who this week has travelled with the Wales squad as well. Well, they're just waiting for him. Giggs apparently just waiting for him to get games so he can make him number one. Exactly. Because Ennis number two with Palace, isn't he? So, yeah. Uh, and Ennis, he can't be getting any younger, he's sure. He's crap anyway. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I've never rated Ennis from the way I've seen him. Looking at it in the whole picture, I'm just wondering why we spent no money this season. I'm wondering why we've... I, I don't know what's going on at the moment because it seems like we've just completely given in because apparently financial fair play is coming in. Yeah. But I can't see where, unless the wages are a lot higher than we expect they are, I don't understand why we, we're in financial trouble and financial fair play is going to get involved. Because we've never outreached what we've earned anyway. What's the bill we're earning? Well, we don't know, do we? Because apparently there was like things in the contracts where they lose wages, don't they? Yeah. But even wherever they go, they're getting a percentage of the wage. Yeah. So I, I don't understand where we are. Because I mean, last season we ain't good, we, we ain't about 30 million. Yeah. Last season from player sales. Yeah. Plus the eighty million we got from parachute payments. Yeah. Or around that sixty to eighty million. But this year we got eighty million as well because it's it's parachute payments it's spread over years, three years, isn't yeah. it? So we got eighty million this year. So are we in debt? Yeah, it's a strange one because I can't see other than Mbula anyone being on a giant contract. Well, Alan's on Alan. a lot of money. What about Vim? Vim, Vim, Vim Well, he was on he was on eighty grand. He was one. Was he? Somewhere like sixty to eighty grand. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't have paid him eight quid. Well, it's an absolute waste of time, isn't it? Let's be honest. But Joe Allen doesn't deserve that kind of money. Chief's on a big contract. Chief would have had a pay. I think would have had a pay. But this is what I mean because the club hasn't come out and, and, clarified, and clarified what it is. We, yeah. It's quite good because it's like a smokescreen for them to go. Oh well, we're not going to spend. And it's like it's like now we're we're, we're bottom of the league. The Germany window's coming up, and we're about signing Bjarnason, who, yeah. who hasn't been able to get a club for five months. And we're bringing him and saying, "Yes, he'll save the season." Yeah. Well, how come he hasn't got a club anywhere? The problem is, though. I mean, there's one or two who've come in this year, like Lindsay and uh, Davies. Who, let's face it, if they'd have come in and we'd spent money as well, you could have gone. Well, Lindsay's more for the future a little bit. And Davies is the same, it, they're bringing these kids through. Well, Davies isn't the youngest anymore, though, is he? He's, well, he's turned 24 this weekend, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay, I think he's 27. So he's not he, far off he? towards 
He should be playing, <laughs> really, shouldn't he? Well, he, he hasn't been putting solid performances, and as he's been no. very dodgy, I mean, to be honest, from every single signing we've made, the only decent one for me looking at it's Carter Vickers. I like Carter Vickers. I think Carter Vickers is a good, good defender, I think he's a good player. I mean, Gregory can say, oh, he's good. Because, but he, do, he misses too many chances. Yeah, I don't like him either. I, I think he's a good player, but he just, you need somebody with him because he's just not going to score enough goals. He reminds me of Sadibi and Walters together. Yeah. Good at running round, good at doing the, the donkey way. No, no, the forwards don't normally like doing. Making a nuisance of himself, but then misses sitters. I just think if he asked the same question to me in 20 years, it'd be, well, he worked hard. And that'd have been the end of the conversation. Do you have a league Gregory? Yeah, he worked hard. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, end off. He wouldn't yeah. send much more. But it comes to it comes to how bad we bad we are in the transfer window. What in the last three seasons we bought spent something like what 50, 60 million pounds on strikers, and I think combined none of them have scored. Tw- you haven't even hit twenty goals. I think one thing that strikes me as well, which I've noticed over the last sort of eighteen months, is years ago when the transfer window come round, we'd sign somebody and everyone would be like on the phone going, "Have you seen who we've just signed?" Bojan's come in. Yeah, or, I mean, even going back further, you'd always look at it and go, that's not a bad signing, I'm happy with that. I'm excited to see him play. I can't remember the last time I went to Stoke game and went, I'm happy to see him play. I can't, I can't remember a game where I went, I'm really looking forward to seeing him with a Stoke shirt on. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I can't remember remember the last time. At the moment, I don't like, it's like, just like a, a lad at work I was talking to and said, mate, who would you put on the back of your Stoke shirt who's in that current squad now? He was That's if in an R in for ages. And like slightly just said, the only people I can think of is Etzebo. And it's like, and Dai now has become Jesus. He's, he's, he's absolute God on my FIFA game, he's amazing. <laughs> four months, four months ago, four months ago, we're all getting called him a snake. Get rid of him. It's, it's, it's amazing. Now he's come back in and, and been a proper rock in our midfield. Well, I'll have his name on my shirt because you can guarantee he'll be in Turk. Well, that's what I mean. You can keep hold of him. It's, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, as a whole, when it comes down to it, I'm really, really worried of the future at Stoke. Because the fact is that we're, you know, January's coming up. And if I was an owner of ambition now of trying to get Stoke, well, just to avoid relegation, to be honest, I'd be going, right let's get some good quality in this team. Yeah. And then I'm looking at it that they're iffing and ahhing about signing that lad who's play, who was on the bench for Villa last season, that Icelandic player. Uh, Bjornsson, I think his name is. The thing is, sir, you've got to look at it from from the coach family's point of view. You look at it from July, how many players did we bring in? Nine. Ten. Ten players have come in, rock bottom of the league, won one game, drawn a couple. It comes up to January, do I trust him spend another no, he's, well, he's spending no money though, has he? No, That's no, but what I'm saying is, is, if he was desperate to bring in the right sort of people, he'd have asked him for money in July. Yeah, but he probably did. Club, I think what's no. happened is the club is trying to tighten the pay strings and trying to do it on the cheap again. It's not worked. And it's not worked. They've tried to bring in free transfers, but I can remember at the start of the season when we first did the pods, I was talking, yeah, I don't mind these free transfers. They'll bolster the squad so that there's somebody there that you can yeah. chuck in when the first teamers are injured. But then we were coming towards the end of the window and I was thinking, where's the quality going to come in? Yeah. When's the re- when's, when's they going to sign some good players? When yeah. When's the real quality going to be signing? And then we were getting to deadline day and I'm going, we haven't bought any first team players here. Yeah. What, what do we, what, what's going on here? Ward was a frightening time for me. Uh, well, Ward, I can understand why he's had Ward, because apparently he's a powerful ego, isn't he? And he for the backroom, really, one that would play now and again in cup matches and all that, but 
why bring him in when you haven't got a first team left back? You might as well have just kept time and hadn't you for what it was worth. You might, you are, don't you? But the, the problem is his performances were dying for Stoke. Mm, he, he, I mean, even when Rowett gave him, it Rowett, Rowett, uh, Nathan Jones gave him a couple of goals last season, he was absolutely dreadful. Mm. I mean, he got subbed off twice in the Stoke shirt at half time. That's how poor his performances yeah. were. So you couldn't stand them loaning him out. And, I mean, now at the moment, he's, he's turning to Robertson at the moment. Well, in the Churchfield. <laughs> so it's one of them where you, you can look around at it and, and think to yourself, well, it's been horrendous. Well, I think we'd have been, a, at the start of the season, I think if you were talking to players, we'd been quite an attractive option. At that because time, yeah. Well, because the thing is, you look at it and go, okay, last season, back in the Championship, didn't really work out the way they'd probably planned. So they're going to have another crack at it and we'll go again. You come to January now, players will be going, Yeah, they won't want come Do we want come a sinking ship? Yeah. And, uh, not unless they pay me right. That's where it'll be now. And then, as we well know, with wages, they won't pay it. I, I, I don't know. I really, really hope that some of them players that we've got start pulling the finger out big time. Because I, I just think this January, you won't see much action at Stoke to that now. I am generally worried now because it was like it was the other day when I was thinking about it. I thought, oh, great win against Swansea. I hope they kick on and go. I really hope they do, for obvious sakes. But I'm thinking, will they though? We had these results last season, and you've got to remember it's the same team. Even though we could say, oh, it's a new season, it's this, that, and the other, it is genuinely the same team from last season that couldn't string together two wins yeah. so we've got Fulham next and Fulham have turned it round a bit now I think they had two two wins on the bounce haven't they under Scott Barker whoever, whoever the manager is now still Scott I think you know will they win I, I, I don't know this is the thing about it now where I've got no confidence in them at all And do you think he'll still be manager at January no I genuinely don't because no. I, 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 I can't see that squad pulling together enough, enough straight wins or enough there's not enough quality in that team no one finished the chances. They're creating chances now and again. I think they are listening to them. I think they are getting there. They just haven't got the quality. Yeah. Because that's what we because that's what we we haven't brought in. We brought because we tried to get as many players as possible for a certain budget. Yeah, yeah. We've ended up getting less than what we needed. It's like if yeah. we spent that nine million on Ben Osborne instead of James McLean at six. Yeah. We would have had a player that could play left wing back and winger, and he's young and quick. So he's dynamic and you can move him round. But because of had McLean, he's at that stage where he's 32 nearly. You're not going to change him. You can't change uh, a player like that. Uh, it's his age. Like you an old dog new tricks sort of you thing. You just can't do it. So, yeah. I mean, for me, the way this season's gone, I, I don't really see where we're going to go from now on. Do, to you th- do you think, though, on some levels, is it we haven't got enough quality full stop or we haven't got enough quality to play his system? I just don't think we've got enough quality full stop. I just don't think there's enough quality there. I mean, we've got because obviously, if another manager comes in, he'll probably have a different system. Yeah, but I can't see how we can improve that team. Mm. We're still going to not have a left back. We're still not going to have a consistent right back. We're still going to have the same defenders. We're still going to have the same midfield with no creativity. We're still, and if he plays wingers, we still haven't got the wingers that are going to put balls in to I get the strikers scoring. I've still gone back four four two. Etebo and but I don't think we've got we don't think we've got the quality there because I mean Etebo is not exactly the greatest passer of the ball. He's a good runner, and then Dai is a good runner, but he can play at a decent level as an older. So if you look at that midfield, there's not enough quality there to create chances. And the problem is we've got McLean on the left, who's let's be honest, too slow and laboured 
to throwing balls all the time and because when you when you want to get promoted or get into the top six you need players not just your strikers that are going to score near enough 10 goals a season you need wingers that are going to do it as well yeah they're going to get six or seven aren't they yeah i mean like if you remember richard creswell when we got promoted he scored 11 goals on the left side that still amazes me to this day. well he was a striker convenient to the left once because he was yeah. left footed but he did a good job yeah and he scored the odd goal Liam Lawrence scored 14 goals on the right wing. He was a good sub, Creswell. He was a decent player, Creswell. Even in the Premier, he was a good sub. He's definitely going to be a famer, is our Creswell. Yeah. But, I mean, he had Lawrence on the right side, who tipped tipped away 14 goals or 15, whatever he was. He had four up front, who scored 15. But Sadibi tucked away a a good four. Good four. (laughs) (laughs) No for scoring goals, was he? But that's what I mean. That's what I mean, the goals all over the pitch. You need goals all over the pitch, and McLean isn't going to score over five goals. Tom Ince won't score over over 10 goals Scott Hogan won't score over might get close to 10 but he won't score over it no. Lee Gregg we know of his firing score he'll be so lucky if he gets 5 see my problem with Ince is a little bit it's just even he know where he's supposed to be on the pitch well that's what it means he's a winger isn't he he's a right he's a, he's right a, he's a come in right winger that's yeah. what he is that's the only whenever the, the two good really good seasons he's had as a player that year with Rowett at Derby that year at Blackpool, he played on the right side and came in on his left foot. And, yeah. he, and when he played well for Stoke, was when he was in Rowett's team on the right hand side, coming in on his left foot. Yeah. But you can't play him as a can. But straight away, he's the problem we're having again. So now Jones has come in and we bought Nick Powell in. But Nick Powell isn't a creator. He doesn't create chances. He's a, he's a good finisher. Yeah. He's a good man to have behind a striker. Yeah. So he might do well, but he's never fit enough to be able to put him in that position anyway. But we know he had injury problems. Did he play up front for Wigan though? No, he played it. He played as a, as a cam, but behind the striker. Yeah. That's that's no good for us because we've got no creativity in the midfield to get him in them positions. Yeah. So for me, it doesn't matter who we get in as manager. We're still going to have the same problems tactically, whoever, whatever way we play. Because we've bought badly, we and we can't keep blaming the managers anymore. The problem—it's got to go above. Yeah. The coach family have either got put money in or not. The problems that have happened with the club have all come since I think it was the second, the year before we went down in the Premier League, where the manager, where the owners came out and said we're going to go into a new model of self-sufficiency. Since we've done that, we have plummeted as a club yeah. on the pitch and financially. We have completely fallen off the radar because we've gained self-sufficient. Yeah. And you can't be a self-sufficient football club and do well. Fact is it goes, Sunderland tried to do it under Ali Short, whatever his name was. Yeah. They're now in League One. Yeah. And I'm looking for another new manager. And I think where are the eight, eight for ninth in League Ra- One? Rowett's turned them down today. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised he hasn't because they're a, they're a club that I know they've got new owners and they are doing okay, but there's no money there. I mean that's a bad sign. On, if if Rowett's turning it down and thinking about the Millwall job over the Sunderland job, the well, stars of Sunderland. To be fair to Millwall though, I think it is a good starting block really because there's not going to be high, high expectations like the weird Stokes, of course. The expectations killed Rowett. Yeah, because he was doing a decent job. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Rowett was doing a decent job at Stoke, and yeah. we, now we know. Yeah, this season we know now that he was doing a good job. Yeah. So what comes into play now is if he goes to Millwall, there's not high expectations like the words at Birmingham when he jumped in there. Get him playing. Get him getting results. Then when a better job comes in, jump like yeah. he did with with. Keeps Millwall up this season. Keeps them up. Yeah. Maybe get some towards mid-table. Yeah. Then jump ship and go to I don't know where Bristol City if Johnson goes or yeah. move his career up that way. I mean, 
he is a journeyman rowdy. Yeah, I think he'll. I think. But I can't. Like a lot of people call him a snake and this, that, and the other. But all of these managerial moves make sense to me. He went from Burton to Birmingham, even though Birmingham was struggling. But it's a good place to jump. Because he went. He was in League Two. He thought, well, yeah, I'll have a go at the Championship. But it's Birmingham. They've got no money. They've got problems off field. Yeah. Nice little place to start. Yeah. And then he moved from Birmingham. Well, he got sacked from Birmingham for. Absolutely, and he nearly went down because of it for two years. The fact of it is that I think that Stoke, what they've got to do is, for me, we need new owners. We need a complete new direction because they bought, well, they bought Chapel in, this bloke. Yeah. He was just a cardboard cocktail replacement for Cartwright. He lost his job at Brighton. Oh, he's, he's cheap. He did, he did good well. He's doing nothing. But look at Brighton, look at Brighton now since he's gone. He brought in three or four top quality foreign players this yeah. season with Potter gaining as well. Yeah. Before, name me, a, name me a good player that Black Bloke brought in for Brighton from abroad. I don't even know who played for Brighton. There you go. They're that sort of club though, aren't they? There was never any real... I, I couldn't name a player. What, who plays there now? Well, oh. not now, I mean, because they've got some decent players now. But I mean, when you're looking at it, this bloke's going to come in with the same problem. We've got. I mean, what, how's he going to get anyone from abroad when he's got now? Is Bjornesson really the answer for Stoke now? He's a winger for a kick-off. Mm. And we're going to play wingers, so... It's desperate, it's desperate now. How See, I couldn't... I couldn't I disagree with you more about a director of football and you know I've always disagreed with you on that but the way Stoke are run with the Coates family I think we need a director of football we someone do. needs to stop all the the bull in between that goes on well it's like I said before like when Raoul was spending all this money and Mark Hughes was spending all this money if we had a director of football who, who was in between the manager and the board and worked with Cartwright or with Chapel. He Chapel would get a player and come here he's four on the list, they go, they're no good because they don't see your system. Yeah. He's not too good. Because what you need in a director of football is an ex-manager yeah. or a scout that really knows how to fit players in with a yeah. system. But Stoke won't pay for one of them. So we're back to square one again. So at this moment in time, they, this reminds me of the 90s because this exact thing happened then yeah. in the 90s. See, part of me thinks as well, after the Huddersfield game, did Stoke speak to five or six candidates and all of them turned around and went, well, I want X amount of money before I... Yeah, that's what happened, yeah. In January. Yeah, that's what happened. And, and then he turned around and went, uh, Nathan Jones is the best man lead us into battle against Swansea. No, no, no. You spoke to five people and they've all wanted X amount of money yeah. for January and you aren't willing to give it to this, this is what I said on, on the pod, on a Stoke Loud and Proud when the news of Chris Hutton came up. They turned down Stokes who wanted a Premier League job. Hutton would have been jumping at the when the offer came in. Come Stoke, he would have been. Oh, He'd he job. would have been going. Oh, great! This is a good opportunity. This this is a good place for me to go next. Right. So how much we're talking? Thirty mil in January. Get the club back up. Yeah. Uh, no nothing. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for another job. <laughs> then. He, he probably he probably probably lasted yeah. that long. I bet, I bet he stood up before. Uh, no, go on then. Why would that's a lot, Brew, Brendan? Leave that. Looks milky anyway. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> Back in the car and gone. Yeah. He'll say, "Well, I'll stay out of work and wait for a, a better job coming." Well, I've got a better wall chest. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's like Pulis isn't going to go there because he's not going to go there and, and risk his his. Unbeaten, you know, not getting the team relegated by coming into Stoke and being given no money. Yeah. He's got bringing free transfers to bolster squad to keep him in the league. He'll go. I'm sorry, I love the club, but I'm not going to do it. And all these other managers, well, 
David Moyes will come in and go, well, how much? 20, 30 million? No, nothing. I'll, I'll stay out of work then. Because you don't risk, the, risk it for that. I, so, I still don't know why we're not looking at some of the reserves. They haven't lost in about seven or eight weeks. Yeah, but I mean, it's like Tyrus Campbell. It's not exactly ripping up tree. And, and he ain't going to sign a new contract, has he? Told you. Jarvis, But, uh, I mean, but I wouldn't mind Jarvis now. He's got to be a better option than... He's fearless, mate. He's absolutely fearless. He can run with the ball. He can play left side, right side. The one person we have got rid of is Buddy Valinden who can run at people. Oh, he's just ripping up the trees. That's what. That's the question here. There's a question here from... Uh, let me get him up. It's Stoke 107, and he said, why have Stoke loaned out possibly the two of the best youngsters they've got at the club when the club hasn't got players good enough in those positions oh, well, I, I, for the, the amount of transition that's gone on this season I wouldn't have sent anyone out on loan probably time and that's about it because we knew he needed to toughen up and he needed time away well but the kids would not have left the, the rest of them until we found out who was worth playing who wasn't worth playing because the thing is I don't think you'll see Cousins put another Stoke shirt on not no, he no he won't I think he's got a three year contract hasn't he so He'll just be sat in the reserve. He can't even get in the reserve team from what I'm, what I'm, what I'm hearing. Well, if they're winning week in, week out, why would you put them in? The problem is, well, the reserve team's got a £9 million striker and Sam Bokes up front. <laughs> but we've got Lee Gregory, a free transfer up front in the first team. Yeah, it's crazy. Bokes looked all right last I mean, the, the problem is with Sam Bokes, as we all know, he's a great finisher, he's a good finisher with the ball. But the problem is, he doesn't work hard. He's, 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 fit. he's not good off the ball. He never has been. Mm. When he was at Burnley, in all his history before, he's never been known as a top striker. No, no. Because he isn't. Because yeah. he, off the ball, he's pretty hopeless. Yeah. But you put a ball on his head in the box, or put a ball near his foot in the box, it's in the net. He's an Ishmael Miller, isn't he? He's, that sort he's, of he's a finishing. That's yeah. it. Miller, like that. Lazy. Not unfit, really. No pace. But... He's a finisher. Yeah, put the ball on his feet. Goal. Michael Ricketts. There was loads of them sort of strikers. They're all the same. Who's dying? Who's <laughs> dying? Wow. But they are Ricky in that same, that same mould, aren't they? They're strong. They, they're big lads. They can finish. They're not bad in the air. They've got no pace. They won't track back. They're <laughs> injured the, easily. It's the opposite of what we need. So why buy him in the first place then? You yeah. know we need industrial, hard-working players. Oh, let's get Sam Oaks in. Yeah. Are you taking the mick? Yeah. <laughs> you want someone to stand behind you in a fight and bring Oaks as a big youth. If you wanted someone graft with you, then I wouldn't. He's not a drug bit. He can't yeah. create his own chances. He, he's a finisher. Yeah. That's all he is. Yeah, he's got a good shot on him and he can score the odd 30 yarder as well. So he's got a good hit on him. But he doesn't. He, he's got no movement to him now. Plus, he's, he's 30 now. He's not the youngest bloke in the world either. <laughs> so I love how 30 is the new 60 now. <laughs> it is. No, but in football it is. It is, yeah. It's 60 yeah. now in football. You're just on the verge of retirement, aren't you? Yeah. So, I mean, you look, you look at the squad and you think, well, where the hell do we go? And then you've got Harry Suter, who, brilliant for him this week, scored, scored his first Australian goal. I think his third cap. Yeah, scored for them. Um, playing in unbelievable football at Fleetwood, but he doesn't help us with him being at Fleetwood. We need him alongside Carter Vickers at the back line at Stoke. Well, it says a lot when um, I, I had laugh because I thought I, I, it amazes me that Joey Barton is full manager of the month at Fleetwood. He, he won it a few times. Challenger for manager of the year, wasn't he at Fleetwood? He's a funny character, Barton. 
but I never saw him as a manager. He's doing well. Yeah, he's doing well as a manager. Yeah, yeah but to be fair, I, never saw, I never saw Lee Bowie as a manager, but he's doing well as well. I only ever saw him ripping dye shirts. going dead hard and getting red cards. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good player, to be good fair. Leads. Yeah, I can remember he kept, he kept having good careers and then moving to West Ham and it all fell apart and he had yeah. to move on again. Yeah. <laughs> or Newcastle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, looking at it now, like, Verlinden's doing well at Bolton. I know it's at a lower level and this, that and the other, but for me, when you look at how good Suter's doing at Fleetwood and you think to yourself, well, did we really need to bring Liam Lindsay in when we've got Harry Suter there? Yeah. And this is where you need somebody above the board that will we'll, we'll go... He's not what we need at all. Yeah. And, and and that's what you need sometimes. Like Wolves have got a director of football with an, an entire scouting network that works yeah. around with him. And he'll say, Yeah, the manager needs this, this kind of player. No, he, he's not good enough. He's a talented player, but he won't suit our system, so we'll move him this way. And and that's what you need. I think it's though. I mentioned Ducey a while ago uh, at Armature it's went Wolves and people went, No, we'll never make the jump. That's funny, he's good, brace against Man City last week. Yeah, he's, he's like, so well, he's, at the end of the day, sometimes people on paper might look like, oh, well, maybe not, but well, maybe. Yeah, but that was Stokes history in the Premier League. Uh, Walters, everyone said he wouldn't step up. Yeah. Michael Cartley, what a player exactly. he was. The underrated ones sometimes are the ones that the. Michael Cartley? <laughs> That's that one. That's in two minutes. Catch up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cannon. Only else a bit slower than you got the upside there. But it's like, like Wilco. Wilco, no quality whatsoever, but I tell you what, he did, he did a job. He worked, he worked so hard. Uh, he man. did a job. He, yeah. he, he was hard tackling, and teams were scared of him. Because he'd go in hard. And he'd and sure. Well, speaking of him scoring 600 goals a season, he got showed up against Wilco, didn't he? <laughs> he snapped him in half. Yeah. <laughs> he won't do that tricks on me, lad. They are on that. Because <laughs> Bingo oh, yeah. used to say that, didn't he? Uh, Stuart Pearce, he said he loved it when players like Kachelski saw King Clancy running at him because he'd just go, he'd said, first five minutes get a proper hard tackle on him and they're terrified of you then they pass the ball away yeah. <laughs> so he, that's I Wilco that he's only screamed at him in the terrified <laughs> <laughs> thing he said to Dennis uh, Pedrick you see as well he said best way to best way to sort out a world class player go in as hard as you can <laughs> as as possible and he'll scare them from running at you terrifying in the first and that, that's what I mean, I mean, we're missing them kind of characters and the fact is that when we look at what we've been bringing in, it comes to the kilter that we, we need a city, we, we need, it's in the board level where we need to fix it as a club, it's it's not going to be fixed by a manager, if a you can bring in, we could bring in another 10 players next summer with a new manager, but if they aren't the right fit for the manager, it's going to be, I mean, when you're bringing in no quality like we've been doing the last two seasons. Do you find it's like a mismatch though, the whole team? Yeah, if you look at yeah. that team, if you look at that team on paper, Atomo, he'd get most teams in the championship. He'd get all the teams in the championship, would yeah. And Die probably would as well. Yeah. yeah. I think Butland are getting a fair few and all. Not at the moment now. <laughs> <laughs> on paper, look at it on paper. No, if you look at it on paper, we've Butland, got a fantastic yeah. squad if you look at it on paper. It's I tell you what, his record in the championship is always done well. Yeah, he's come so you could have lost before. I mean, yeah, he's that's what I'm saying. When he was at Derby, he was good. Blackpool, he was all hit and miss. But this is what I'm saying. This group of players, it just all a bit like. You remember when he used to play Wembo down the park, but he mm. played teams. It's yeah. like he just shoved people together a little bit. Yeah. You play with him, he, 
you look and you've got to play in this system no matter what. That's how I felt like how United have gone. Well, we'll spend 400 million on people, but they won't work in the system. We're just buying them because they're world class players. But it doesn't necessarily work like that, does it? Just no. because they're all world class doesn't mean it works the way you want it to work. I, I said like, we spent 60 million last season, and if we'd spent that money, we're on three players that we really needed like a left back, a right back, a decent striker that won't. But the problem is, is that we were trying to get too many players in one swoop. Yeah. And then you get lesser quality because you can't get the good one, so you go down right. If we get him, we can get him as well, and him as well, and him as well. Instead of just going well, he'll massively improve us. Yeah. He'll massively improve us. He will, and that'll do. That's why I said to you last week about the Mudfords brought four in, and then not sent anyone out on loan, and then went, well, hang on, they've done really well, but we're a bit short there. We'll sort that in January. Mm. Instead. It's been like the OK Corral, isn't it? The buzz is all gone. Get him in, get him in. Give him some boots. What size are you? And it's like, these don't fit. No, don't tell me that. England are living proof of that. Look at the early 2000s. You look at England. Most of the players in that England squad would have got in any side in Europe. Scholes, Beckham, Ferdinand, Seaman. They all would have got into most teams in Europe. Could they play together when it comes to England? No. No, that's what I mean. Because... It doesn't always fit together. If it doesn't work in a system, how many times have you seen? I remember when Arsenal had the Invincibles. I mean, there was one or two in that squad you were going, how was he in the Arsenal team? Mm. That's what Danny well, Welbeck. Because he fits in. Yeah, because Danny. it works. No, it's like Danny Welbeck. He wasn't a great player, was he, by any stretch of the imagination, but he did a job for England. Emilewski was the same, no world class player there, but he does a job. And sometimes you have to have these players that do a job. Yeah. Because they fit the top class players in better positions. Yes. Like Eskew with Owen, uh, Danny Welbeck with the mighty Theo Walcott. <laughs> well, who's he said, didn't he, on that uh, talk with uh, Keane, uh, that Lauren was the best right back he'd ever seen? It was at Arsenal, I was thinking, really? <laughs> Lee Dixon was there. Yeah, yeah, it was French. Can you remember the France side that won in 98? I can't remember right that one. Deschamps played in centre half, didn't he? They are that. He <laughs> <laughs> had a great shot, didn't he? Tries to go. Thierry Henry. Oh, right back. Where was he? Was Zidane. Just trying to think who was it. He was right back. That's getting bumping at me. Look who it is. There you go. That's, that's why you didn't pick him. Because nobody remembers who you want. <laughs> Lauren. I just remember him saying it and I thought, France team. <laughs> It's bad when you have Google to the game. Played in the map. Well, in fairness, mate, it was like 21 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we can remember the shops on my buff. <laughs> 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 Was he, was he Frank LaBeouf? Frank LaBeouf played at Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Um, right, while you find that out, we'll, we'll go into the next question from George Embo. George Embo? Where's Embo? I don't know, it's all on Instagram. He's asked, will Stokes spend big in January? Will Stokes spend big? No. They are. Five million. Who'd spend that? Charlotte 14's got a decent question here. He's asked, does the international break ruin club football? Um I think when it's a qualifier, it obviously has to happen, otherwise I don't see where the games are going to come from. I've never really agreed with some of the friendlies that happen. I just think that some of them are so pointless and you can tell the players don't want playing them because they don't want to get injured. I don't, I, another question is, is, why do friendlies for international count, but friendlies for club not? Say that again. Well, do you know when a player plays for his country, and say he plays for two friendlies, like... 
Fraser Richardson, for example, playing yeah. two friendlies, but got against two caps. Didn't play for England again, but when you play in friendlies for your club side, say in pre-season, they don't go on your career stats. They should, they should count something playing. At the end of the day, when you lace their boots up and get on the pitch, you're playing, aren't you? I, uh, I, I agree that England, when you play a friendly for England, shouldn't count either. I, don't, I just don't think they should count. I've mean, seen some dreadful friendlies for England as well. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah, here's my living proof. Who is it? Uh, so, the team... Was it Lillian Turan? Yeah. Was he right back or left? He was right back. He's left footed though, it was it was Uzi to left back, Lizarazu. Who? Lizarazu. <laughs> oh, Bayern Munich, yeah, Lizarazu, yeah. Was Turan right back? Centre halves with Frank LeBeuf and uh, Marcel Desai. Yeah, Desai, yeah, Chelsea had a partnership. It was an amazing side that was. Yeah, but Turan isn't a right back though, is he? That, that that's fake. Doesn't matter. This is <laughs> this is the lineup against Brazil. I love that though. Brazil. No wonder England never won those. If you look at the, t- the attack, Rivaldo, Leonardo, Bebeto, Ronaldo. Yeah, you're not And Romero was on the bench. Romero, whatever you Danielson. Uh, why was only two substitutes? That's not right, is it? Yeah, they are then. Well, probably wasn't Taram, right? <laughs> no, because it, it's got its idea that France have got four substitutes and Brazil only got two. It's probably Christian Carambert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ronaldo played, didn't he? Didn't, was he yeah, you know, he played. He got he, he swallowed he his swallowed his tongue, didn't he? Was and, he? and he was he wasn't in the right place. That's why France won, to be honest. He never gets mentioned when they're talking about old French players. Christian Carambo. That's what I mean, Carambo, huh? Carambo. Crap. <laughs> That's why. Manuel Petit played in that game as well. Oh, Manuel Petit scored. Scored the third goal, didn't he, Manuel Petit? Joe KF. Mm, played for Bolton. <laughs> Imagine him beating Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Let me tell you about Bolton. <laughs> oh, oh, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, he was on the bench. Yeah, he didn't play. Yeah, Henri didn't play either. No, Henri would have only been quite... Was he only young then, though? Yeah, he was about in the early 20s, wasn't he? Yeah. But Taran wasn't old there. No, the booth must have been about 40. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> it. Fabian Bartas, he was a dodgy keeper, he was. He, what, he, to be fair, I, I think he was a good keeper though, because I mean, if you look at his career, I can remember the worst, the worst thing I can remember with the French team was Henry, Henry Coupe, the Lyon keeper, to that great Lyon side. Yeah. That did a, I think they did a season unbeaten as well. He was number one for France all the way through to qualifying for the tournament. Dropped a clanger in one of the friendlies before the tournament and Bartes went back in as number one for the World Cup. Wow. <laughs> he must have been devastating. Remember him getting done at United for smoking? Yeah, he was a big he smoked his fight. Well, flat his said. Well, he didn't did, did matter and go past his own area, did he? <laughs> Well, he was good centre back though, really good centre back. I was so running right at the moment. All the socks. He's a yellow socks. Oh, I always remember my granddad calling him that. What socks? That was socks scored, it was a great finish. Like, <laughs> great was up. Yeah, that's how it works, isn't it, really? Yeah, so that's it for question time now. Still need a jingle for that, gotta be honest. Right, so now we go into the weekly feature, Hall of Fame and Shame. Right, so don't judge us because we we got good feedback from last week's Fame and Shame because we didn't neither of us had a clue who they were. Yeah. Except Mickey Thomas, we sort of knew who he was, but Keith Scott still to this day don't really know who he is. So we've done it again, so here we go. Uh, this week's shame is Ronnie Sinclair. No idea. But to be fair, I think I've heard of his name. He was a keeper wanting Ronnie Sinclair. Well, actually, right. 
So I don't make the same mistake I made last week. He did come stoke twice. The second time he didn't play one game, but he did come twice. So he loved the place, even though he's a shame. Yeah. I, I, I anyway, come on, Roddy Sinclair. Roddy Sinclair, right. It says he made 80 appearances with Stoke over five years. So he was a, he was a number one then, wasn't he? It does say on here that he struggled um, to get the Stoke the Stoke jersey. I love how they've put, he made more than 20 games in his first three seasons. Wow. Oh my God. So he had a bit of a stint after the first three seasons. Well, it was Peter Fox once it was number one then. And I think we had a stint with Grabbelard in at the time as number one. Yeah. Uh, Muggleton probably, was he with Muggleton as well? Mid nineties? Yeah. So he was there from 91 to end of 96. So, so yeah, Muggleton. So he was basically number two once for them five years. Yeah. So he probably played cup games and stuff, didn't he? Yeah. He wasn't very good for what, from what we're reading here. Well, they went to Chester City on a free transfer after, in August 96. Yeah, but they were League 1, League 2 when we were young. Well, it says here, it says, after conceding just 43 goals in the 96-97 season, Chester qualified for the third division playoffs, as Sinclair voted the club's player of the season. Good deal, so it's good somewhere else. He lost to Swansea in the semi-finals. <laughs> <laughs> there's, always, there's always a but. <laughs> Well, I mean, he couldn't have been a good a good keeper, though, really, if he, if he couldn't break past. Because, I mean, Peter Fox went a bit dodgy towards the end, so when we got Grobelard in on loan, yeah. uh, and Muggleton wasn't exactly the best keeper in the world, was he? So, he study to win. I think it's like you said about uh, like when when you sort of drop a clanger and then you get dropped. When you read it, when someone else writes it, I mean, it says on here that they lost in the semi-finals. The following season, Sinclair... Um, only made 13 league appearances because of the emergence of Wayne Brown whoever Wayne Brown was he was not selected again after a 5-0 thrashing by Exeter <laughs> you're thinking ok Exeter City <laughs> I don't think they've ever ripped up many trees have they ever well, I mean, you're going back to like the 90s here so there's like loads of teams that don't even exist anymore <laughs> I think Exeter still exists I don't know yeah, they do. no, I think they did I think they were in League 2 not long yeah. ago a little bit of a stint. Just to top it off with the shame, is now Vale's goalkeeping coach. See, no wonder they crap. No wonder the goalkeeper can't catch a ball. Well, bring that ex Stoke player in. Yeah, but he hates Vale. Don't matter, bring you in. <laughs> he was crap for Stoke, so <laughs> bring you in for us. So, definite fame, definite fame, any Ronnie Sinclair. There's not even much. stints at Leak Town. Well, Marty Leak. I mean, come on. His, his career started in 1982 at Forest. But he was never going to get the forest side, was he? <laughs> Not the 80s, he's no chance. <laughs> he, he, he spent, have a look, from 1984 to, no, two, in two years, he made five different loan moves. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's, he made, it was 2000, so his last club was year 2000. So his career was, what, like 18 years. In 18 years, he made 237 appearances. <laughs> in 18 years. Wow. <laughs> Well, he was a solid number one, wasn't he? <laughs> I spent more time at home than on the pitch. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the nowadays version of Romero, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he went Leeds in 86 on loan. I love this. I love these stats when they're like this. Leeds signed him on loan from Forest in 1986. During that loan spell, he made no appearances again. <laughs> at the end of that loan spell, Leeds signed him. <laughs> Why? Why did he sign him? He didn't like you alone. Oh, we'll bring him in. Bring him in. He's all right. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. it was, when you see a loan spell, they go, yeah, well, he made 10 appearances. We liked him, so we signed him. 
and not he made no appearances Gary man that's something Stoke could do yeah. Barcelona on loan no yeah. Wolchard <laughs> <laughs> Wet and Albion that was his final club right what a legend he was right so instead of talking about Ronnie anymore we're going to move into an actual legend that I didn't even know really Anthony Allen Tony Allen left back for Stoke between 1957 and 70 also played three times for England he's from Stoke He's actually from Stoke as well. Played 417 times in that spell. He's in the top 10 of the club's biggest appearance record holders. I remember him well. Well, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> he was a regular under Frank Taylor, the manager. Played left back. Played left back, as we already said, for England. And I tell you what, he was he was a proper Stokian. Loved the club. Tony wanted to made him a vital part of his team during the 60 and 61 where we got relegated and 62, 63 winning the second division title. So would Tony Allen be one of them players who played in the All 11 Stoke team then? I bet he would, wouldn't he? Probably, yeah, for his, his record here. I just, I just thought when we when we were in the 1863 suite, I'm sure he was on that picture. He would have been, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's 63, yeah, because he still played here. Yeah, we got promoted with us from the second division title. He's got a record at Stoke as well where he clocked up a run of 148 consecutive games in a Stoke shirt. Now, that is some record, that How is. How many? 148, so that's like, what, four seasons I think he did that, didn't he, Brad Friedel? I think he did miss a game for, for ages. And I think Terry was another one who did it as well. Yeah, there's a few. Well, I mean, he also played in the two-legged final of the League Cup when we lost to Leicester in 1964. He's still with us as well. He's still alive, still doing doing well. Yeah, true legend. Proper legend, this lad is. And to be honest with you, I've never, never really heard of him. No. Um, it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, even my mother wasn't born then. <laughs> well, She's nice. on about now. In 1970, he left Stoke for a whopping 10,000, and he must have been in his 30s at this point to join now gone from the league Barry and uh, also he, had, he was given a joint testimonial with Eric Skeels playing against Derby. Well, they made three appearances for England as well. Yeah, played for England three times. So, yeah, definitely a legend. He went to, after his little stint at Gig Lane when he was at Bury, he moved to Cape Town to play for Holly and the... <laughs> no, <laughs> should I'll have just... said he played for Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got a few teams there, haven't oh, they? Because uh, I bet loads of Stokies know all the teams, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Send them in, tell us if you are. Yeah, well, this is the funny thing. That's why I love doing the old old style players, and it, it, it's, it's something I love more than anything. After his playing career, he returned to Stoke, where he became a news agent in Blythebridge. Alan also helps coach local junior clubs. Can't see Ronaldo. Do that. I can't see him. <laughs> That's what I love about the old players. Yeah. Now, after football, simple, simplicity. Yeah. I, I mean, a new round a news agent. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it's great, really. Yeah, it's like last week's. Went and played indoor football for a bit and then come back. <laughs> great man, it's a lot. It's just great how we how we do it from all these kind of things. I mean, yeah. it's I just love it when you when you see it. I mean, he, he scored a whopping one goal in his career as well. He was he was like he was like Wilco. I mean, I bet they all ran on the pitch when Tony Allen scored. It says here his total goals is two. Where's the other goal? Oh no, it's just one. Oh, here he's got. 19... Oh, no, it is two, yeah. Two, no, 1961. No, it's one. No, it's one. Yeah. 1961-62, yeah. second division. And that's two. 1968-69. Oh, one goal for Stoke. Yeah. He's yeah. only scored two goals in his entire career. 
But well, he was good enough to play for England. Well, got in the cup final '64, played over over 400 games. A proper proper fame. A player that you ask most Stoke fans nowadays wouldn't even have a clue who he is. Yeah. And that's why I love doing these because. It's great when you get players like Tony Allen and Eric Skeels, who's going to be one eventually. And I wanted to bring you up because it's, we haven't been playing and we're garbage at the moment. But I like to go back to proper legends, probably Stoke on Trent legends. The thing is, I mean, he won he won the football league second division with Stoke in '63. Yeah, which means there's still quite a few people out there who remember. They've been young, haven't they? But uh, yeah, there's people remembering. Yeah, there's... yeah. but. Well, they know how to turn the podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but remember how my dad was. What, they were pressing you? And like, Dad, it's your phone. Just turn it on. It runs like that with a telly still. So dad, turn the telly on. You're not going to break it. Just turn it on. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't ruin it. No, you're going to ruin it. Just turn it on. Just press the button on the remote. <laughs> so, yeah, people who, who remember Tony Allen probably can't remember me. Or know how to turn on a podcast, but this hopefully phone. they do. Hopefully they do, because they'll go, oh, ah, Tony Allen, yeah, I remember it. I don't. I've got to say that, I could have been. I could have, you never know, I've been black bitch now and again. I might have got a pasty off him or something, <laughs> or a paper, without even knowing I was being saved by a stout legend. Yeah, i pop in for a paper. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's retired now, to, to be fair. I mean, he is. I mean, he is 79 now. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing with youth career, Stoke Boys Brigade. I know, proper it's camp, isn't it? Camp, but. Moobie Brigade, are you? But we'll tell you what, he was, he was an old left back. He went Stafford Rangers and he doesn't even say what he did there. <laughs> he, he doesn't matter at that level, does he? You know what he's doing. But like I say, I don't, the thing I love most about when you, we, we do these like. I love the albums. Dies in. I, I love how they, at the end of the careers they're like, we're working in a factory or, yeah. or like, 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 like with Tony. Become a news agent. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, especially yeah. nowadays. Like nowadays, players need 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 to work like these oldens used to. And there we go. There's another podcast done. Yeah, we managed to get quite a bit in this. I know we have no game on, but we've done quite well. Yeah. So again, thanks for listening. We hope to see, we hope you tell your friends about it and get in touch with as much as you can. So it's a tour for me. It's a tour for me. All the best.